0: Welcome to Connected, episode 424. It's made possible by our sponsors, Trade Coffee, Bombus, and FitBod. My name is Stephen Hackett, and I'm joined by my friend and yours, Mr. Mike Hurley.
1: Greetings, Stephen Hackett. Hello. And I'm joined by Federico Vettici. Ciao, Federica. Saluti, from Italy. Hi. <laughs>
2: there, well, you said greetings, and it mm. only felt appropriate.
1: Ah, it's like the more fancy
2: yeah yeah to nice. have a regional version of my you know being welcomed onto it's the good. show so yeah
0: yeah i'm uh never mind i'm not gonna make that joke we should we not should just start no. what is the
1: joke <laughs> no Not going. on i want to hear it what is the joke
0: <laughs> i was like you know you know federico was younger right you know living a wild life i don't think federico ever lived a wild life but uh
1: he was in a band he lived a wilder life i'll tell you that we got it time
0: Out of the three of us, Federico was the most wild. I uh-huh. don't know if this surprises y'all. I never really partied. Does that does that come as a surprise? It does not surprise me. No.
2: I gotta say, Stephen, you strike me as a person with potential for a midlife crisis.
1: <laughs> oh. Wait, you, hang on a second, Federico. Do you think that those thirteen IMAX weren't one?
2: No, no. I'm talking Porsche midlife crisis. Oh, you know, no. like that. Stephen buying a bike, you know that kind of stuff.
1: Like a motorbike. I think, like yeah, a Harley.
2: Yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah, yeah. Exactly like that. You know, like Steve, like young Steve Jobs on a Harley type midlife crisis.
0: Dude, young Steve Jobs on a bike. That's a that's a vibe.
2: I know, I know. It's a whole vibe. I know. I agree Google with you. Oh, you never seen. Uh, you've, seen the photo. you've seen the photo. You've seen the
1: photo. Oh, yeah, it's pretty hot.
0: Yeah.
2: And I mean, the the joke that I, that yeah. I served you guys and you didn't take advantage of it, especially you, Mike, you could have just said, oh, Stephen is well over his midlife at this point.
1: Three <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Freak> quarter <laughs> <laughs> life crisis, you, you, you know what you I mean? You could have just said that, but, you know,
0: but anyway. Oh, man. <laughs> Honestly, I
1: was kind of too taken aback with the idea of that, like Stephen having a midlife crisis. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I think I kind of won that for you, you know? <laughs> like not the crisis part but like just like a thing that you find in your life and you just like you just like but
2: like the mike and i text with each other and we're like hey what's going on with steven and you know and you're like hey guys <laughs> i bought a Maserati." it's like <laughs> have you spoken <laughs> to like, steven recently does he seem okay <laughs> to you
0: <laughs> <laughs> he keeps talking about motorbikes yeah should we call mary should we check in <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: like I, I, I would kind of love for that to be a thing, but without damaging consequences, right? You know? yes, exactly. Just, a phone just like a, a period of like three yeah. to four months, and then your family is gonna have an intervention, and <laughs> everything's gonna go back to normal. No, but I don't like,
1: want it to get to intervention. You know what I mean? Really? Like I want it to be really? something that like the family just like, oh, Stephen, here he goes again. You know what I mean? And then they just like <laughs> it's left at that. Yeah,
2: <laughs> did they just reluctantly accept him for the things yeah. he's doing now? Mm,
0: okay, yeah. hmm.
1: maybe not even reluctantly. They're just like, hearing <laughs> just, they're yeah. just fine. He's okay. now he's now a motorcycle
0: guy. Yeah, yeah. he, he wasn't, and now motorcycle. he is. Yep.
1: But anyway, well, what was
2: the joke?
0: <laughs> the joke was going to be when you were younger, you know, like you sent a text, right, like a "you up" kind of text. Uh-huh. Yeah. Saluting that booty. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Ah. You know what the great thing about that is there's two good things about this. One, that is hilarious. Two, you can't cut it now. <laughs> nope. We're no. We're this- way too deep into <laughs> this tangent now.
2: <laughs> I I I salute you, Steven. Well done.
1: Thank you. We not know you, you had this in in you. I can <laughs> salute
2: you. <laughs> well done. Well done. Okay, That's
1: one to be proud of. Honestly, you should be proud of that. I think I, th- I actually think Stephen may have just started his midlife crisis. <laughs> I think
2: that's it. Maybe it starts like, it starts with this. Yeah, with that's the beginning. Off the cuff joke on a mm-hmm. podcast. Yep. And uh, we'll see what it, where it goes from here. Mm-hmm.
0: I've got good news, Mike. The apple polishing cloth is no longer reserved for people like Mr. Vitici who are quoted often in the New York Times. Because it is, one. it is on sale for $17.49 for Amazon Prime members. I, I have one. Wow. Big money Hurley. You have one. Well, mine came, my, no, I, I do, but it came for free with my $6,000 dis- yeah, display.
1: Yeah, because that's big money. I just bought one. When it came on sale with the MacBook Pro, because I was like, oh, maybe I want that. Like, I I ended up buying it before it was a meme, right? Like, I just just added Mm. it to the cart because it was suggested. I was like, oh, yeah, I might want to clean the screen. But it's actually, I think, a terrible cloth for cleaning the screen. It's way too much friction.
2: Yeah, it it does have friction. Yeah. so You're only supposed
0: to use one side of it. Wait, what? Let me get mine out. No. Hold on. Yeah, I think you're just supposed to use the side without the Apple logo. No, don't they feel slightly different? No, hold on. Maybe I'm making this making up. S- Hang on, I'm gonna. No, they feel the same. I don't. K-based. know what you're, you're making about. me
1: second guess. Apple a cloth polish. Here. Here. No, because if they made a cloth which has only works on one side, it's the worst product ever made.
2: It's not a two-sided cloth, Stephen. It's 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 a cloth. It's reversible. Yeah, man, I'm trying it's to this, find. It's
1: one piece of material. Hmm. Trying to find Apple... Like it, like it
2: doesn't have... Like
1: a cloth... Does a cloth have sides? Well, I no. mean, this one does have the one side that has the Apple logo on it, right? Mm. So I guess it does have sides.
2: Yeah. I don't know. Does it feel the same, though? Let me
0: see. Okay. There are directions on how to clean the polishing cloth.
1: No, I don't think it has sides. No, d- the sides are not different. They're okay. not different. I thought I they were. Maybe not. Maybe not.
2: Maybe one of them feels different because that's where you sprayed some cleaning product or something. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Or you just did all of the polishing of the one side of the cloth and now you've worn it away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is a nice cloth. Put that back in the drawer. Anyways, on to regular follow-up. Uh, Federico, last week you you mentioned kind of offhanded that you were going to try to hook up an Apple TV to your studio display. And I was wondering if you had gotten to that because we had some emails about how you were going to make that work.
2: Yeah, I still have not done it because I figured I'm going to buy a separate Apple TV for the office. Uh, I don't want to unplug... Uh, the ones that I have in the bedroom and living room because it's a whole mess of cables and I just I I would prefer not to touch them right now, uh, but the I can tell you that I will try this soon. I will get one of the new Apple TVs um, for the office. The adapter that I have it's called a Club Three D adapter, uh, which is not like. A Great name, I know, but it's the name of this company. It's Club 3D. The model I I have, it's called the Club 3D. Let me see, mm-hmm. where is it? Club 3D. Oh my god, how many things do I buy on Amazon? <laughs> Club 3D, <laughs> CAC thirteen thirty six is the the. It's like the new version that supports up to four K at one hundred twenty Hertz or if you are real fancy, 8K at 30 hertz, which I don't know anybody with an 8K display, but you can choose between these two modes. Uh, Again, that's the Club 3D. uh, It's called an active adapter, uh, CAC 1336. It came out, I think, this summer, um, and it's got an HDMI in, a plug on one side and a USB-C port on the other side. And it's very clearly labeled. It's got arrows that say uh, source on one end and display on the other end. The idea is that you can plug this into your Apple TV then run a Thunderbolt cable from the adapter to the studio display and it should work. The only downside that I already know of because I did my research is that audio will not work. Mm. You will not be able to pass audio to the studio display speakers, which means you will either have to have a HomePod Minis or something on your desk or just use AirPods. But that So uh, that's not a concern for us because the idea was that we are going to use my office as a spare bedroom if we have a guest Um, and it's easy enough to, I mean, I am going to have, I think in the near, well, next year I'm going to have new HomePods uh, anyway and also we are going to provide our guests i suppose with complimentary headphones for when they're staying over if they want to watch something before bed (laughs) that's part of the full-on teaching service over here so (laughs) so so that's not a
1: that's not a bother here's your goodie bag yes it has some hi-fi man something 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 you know (laughs) only the best Uh, I'm not giving hi-fi, (laughs) to guess.
0: It's uh, AirPods Mm. Max, and they're engraved with the initials, and you get to keep them after your trip.
2: That's 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 nice. Um,
0: I think John's really going to like it, (laughs) because face it, this is John's spare bedroom, right? Like, that's who you're building this for,
2: and my and my and my mom's, I suppose.
0: Uh, Hopefully, at different times. But yeah,
2: (laughs) I mean, that's that's the hope. So, yeah, I have the adapter. (laughs) I've been to... One true dad. I'm sorry. (laughs) Just uh, Please, come on. No. You're just terrible. This this midlife crisis is not serving you well so far. I have the adapter. I am going to get a... I guess I'm going to wait for the Black Friday thing to get an Apple TV. And I will get the one with Ethernet because I just... uh... Well, now that I'm thinking about it, though, do I want to have one with Ethernet? Seems unnecessary for guests.
1: Yeah. So yeah. It's just the complimentary I just, headphones, to be honest. I mean, but.
2: you're getting headphones. You're getting a Wi-Fi Apple TV. I don't care. Um, it's unfortunate that the adapter does not pass audio through. Yeah. That's that's acceptable as a compromise. And I guess the idea is that, in addition to an Apple TV, you can use this adapter for an Xbox, a PlayStation. Um, PlayStation is especially nice because you can plug your headphones into the controller, right? Uh, Into the DualSense. Um, So yeah, uh, I am going to set this up by this weekend or next weekend. And I will report back uh, as of uh, whether it works or not with the studio display.
0: We also spoke about your desire for fast bluetooth switching between like the mac and yes. the ipad and i wonder if you could uh update us on that
2: yes yes there's a bunch of updates here first of all something i want to say is clamshell mode on mac os i'm realizing now 13 years into my career is excellent Right? Clamshell mode, what an invention. I love it. Like, I'm using it right now. There's the mm-hmm. MacBook closed on my desk and looking at the studio display. Beautiful thing. Why does iPadOS 16 not support this? <laughs> I know. Like, why? It's silly. Like, anyway. Beautiful thing, clamshell mode. Uh, so, there has been an um, evolution of sorts in terms of uh, what I'm doing here. Um, You know how it is on tech podcasts when you share an an opinion and sometimes intentionally you say, I would love to have some recommendations. And in fact, I said something similar about getting a wallet last week. I personally said with intention, please send me recommendations, right? Mm -hmm. And tons of people were kind enough to send me recommendations. And I bought a wallet with a built-in AirTag very folder. good to
1: have that info sometimes you know you got the power yes
2: y- yes right sometimes you ask for something and the people the listeners are kind enough to spare 2 minutes of their time to send you a link and that's a bu- that's I love it when that happens mm-hmm. other times what happens is that you share an opinion and regardless of your intention, you also get recommendations from people, right? <laughs> Even if you if you didn't ask for
1: it. It's them. a double-edged sword, you know? Yes. That's how it goes.
2: Yes. And it comes with the territory, you know, being a white guy on a tech podcast. It's, you know, I'm not complaining, but it's how it
0: works. And people are just trying to help. I mean, I don't think anyone's being, I don't think our listeners well, are being, like, intentionally uh, troublesome.
2: A lot of people told me, I hear you on the magic keyboard and magic trackpad thing. Thing, uh, you, you should try the Logitech stuff, right? The, the 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 Logitech keyboard and mouse. And after the tenth or so tweet, I was like, you know what? I, I'm just gonna do this. Went on Amazon. I
1: believe you explicitly said, this.
2: "I'm not gonna do this." Right? I, you I, said,
1: I t- "Don't tell me about <laughs> the company because I don't want to do it." I exactly.
2: You I it. "I said that." And still, mm-hmm. <laughs> and still. So, uh, in in a uh, uh, one day, I just went on Amazon and I ordered the MX keys ah. for Mac and the MX Master 3S for Mac. And so I've been using this for for the past couple of days, and it's equal parts fascinating and infuriating at the same time for me. Hmm. And there's a bunch of things that I just wanted to mention here um, because I, I, they're just uh, opinions that I saved today as I was preparing this for this show. Um, the first thing I will mention is that coming from a trackpad, after years of trackpad, right? First with the Magic Keyboard for iPad, which came out in 2020, and then with the external Magic Trackpad, going to a mouse scroll wheel is horrible. The scrolling is terrible. Like... It's choppy, and it doesn't feel as smooth as scrolling with the Magic Trackpad. It doesn't support the rubber banding uh, type scrolling, like it just it it goes up and up or down and down and but it doesn't. It's not like one fluid motion when you're scrolling with the mouse wheel. It's terrible, like and I don't know how to describe it, but it doesn't feel as nice as the Magic Trackpad. Um, you can choose between two types of scrolling with the mouse. Uh you have like the ratchety one and the and the fluid one. You just gotta press a button and you can choose. I'm not sure which one I like. There's a ho- there's another scroll. You know, wheel. with the
1: ratchety one, if you just move the wheel fast enough, it goes to the smooth.
2: Oh, I just found out. Yeah. Thank you. That's the way that's to do it.
1: So you get best of both worlds.
2: Cool. Okay. I've been setting up some of the uh some of the buttons on iPadOS, which is different from how you do it on macOS. On macOS, you have the Logi Options app, and you go in and you have this visual preview of your mouse, and you can click on all the things, and you can customize, and you can assign things like a keyboard shortcut to a button. But that's not possible on iPadOS, because uh, even though now there's driver kit on iPadOS, so in theory, this kind of accessory customization should be possible, but there's no, uh, you know, that type of integration is not here. So all you can do is you can set up mouse buttons as assistive touch shortcuts on iPadOS. And I've been doing that this morning. And it's nice. I mean, I forget, I forgot how nice it was to be able to, say, show the dock with the press of a button or show spotlight or another thing that I'm doing. You know, the the button under your thumb Um That one is also a customizable thing. And so whenever I click that, I can reopen my dashboard note. So it's like one click and it runs a shortcut, reopens my dashboard note, and I can save a thought. That's cool. But the problem is... Well, another nice thing I wanna say, uh, switching between devices is in fact very nice. Mm. You can just press a button, like and I have iPad is one, Mac is two, and I can just alternate between you know between one and two and they instantly switch over to Mac OS or iPad OS. Very nice. Uh, the problem is the MX keys keyboard does not have the globe key and I realized that I'm now using the globe key for a lot of things on iPadOS, from quick note to multitasking shortcuts for stage manager and the app switcher. Um, ed, um, you know, there's, there's a bunch of commands that rely on the globe key. They're just not possible with the MX keys, to which you may reply, well, you can remap the mm-hmm. keys, except you can't. Because for no. whatever reason, <laughs> for whatever reason, um, if you have the MX keys for Mac, which is the one I have, um, and you go to settings, keyboard, hardware keyboard, keyboard modifiers, the F and key, the function key does not show up as a key you can remap. And use by capsule. default, no, uh, because see, this is one of the things you should know about me.
1: You love to shout.
2: <clears throat> no. <laughs> I was never, I was never formally taught how to use a keyboard. Uh-huh. Okay. So I do. I feel kind of ashamed to confess this.
0: On, I wasn't on, either. Yeah, me neither.
2: Okay, but well, you guys are better than me. What can I tell you? Well, how? I how are some, we better than you? I do something that is wrong and ugly, but I do it, in, okay. like still knowing that it's not something I should do. And the thing I do—talk
0: about a midlife crisis. Do,
2: for what? Well, for a silly reason that I know. Okay, here it goes. I use the caps lock as a shift key. So whenever I need to do like an uppercase key, instead of pressing shift, I press caps lock. So I see the light. And then I turn it off again. I never use what? the shift key. <laughs> <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> so if you're typing your name. What?
2: Yes. Caps. I do. F I caps. do caps. F cap. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Yeah. I've been doing that forever. Wow, I'm so look, like I told you. All right, Federico, do you look at the keyboard when you type? S- very often, yes. I cannot. Uh, yeah, I gotta look. Yeah, okay. And, so and just- to add to add insult to the injury, I also use two fingers. I don't use. I just type with my two index fingers. You're a hunt
1: and pecker, like lots of people are like that. I am mostly okay. like that. Um, but that's wild to me. Like. If you know yeah. that you can just use the shift key, yeah, that's a, that's really interesting.
2: Why don't you do it? Because the caps lock makes me feel more like, okay, caps lock is engaged. Like it, it's more like, oh, I see that it's activated. It, it's it's stupid thing, but now it's so ingrained in my um, muscle memory they're just doing the caps F caps like like that like caps type caps again. That's why I cannot use Caps Lock as a keyboard modifier.
1: Discord right now has been on several people are typing for like the last forty-five seconds. Yeah, I'm like, uh, <laughs> man, that is. Yeah, and you didn't know this. That's wild. About me. Yeah, that is yeah. a that is wild. Huh? Okay. I mean, look, yeah. we all have our weird things, you know. That's just your weird thing.
2: I do like Shift as a keyboard modifier for keyboard shortcuts, obviously. Uh, and sometimes, like, I've tried to be like, okay, you gotta stop using Capsule. Like use sh- the shift method. And also, I think it actually... I'm gonna give you, a like, maybe a reason why I do this. Because I use the two index fingers to type, I think the problem is when shift is something you need to hold with one finger, right? So that you can type letters, you know, the shift version of the of the key. Uh-huh. But because I can only use the two fingers... I find it uncomfortable to hold shift shift while typing. Oh, yeah, I never considered the one on the right. (laughs) Well, of course you don't, because you never think about the shift at all.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I never use the shift on the right, I don't think.
2: Yeah, so I think it all comes down to the fact that I cannot use multiple fingers to type, Mm. so it's easier for me to just do caps, type caps again. All right, so, okay,
1: Um, how do you use copy paste then What do you mean? Well, you say you only use two fingers to type, right? Oh, with so, my thumb. I I use right.
2: uh, the command key with my thumb.
1: But you so you could use the hmm. I mean, you so you can use, use your
2: thumb yes i can i'm not a monkey
1: you, well i mean the way you're describing it right now federico i'm not sure you know what i mean you're saying you can only well, ever use two keys two fingers at a time well so I, don't know. I mean
2: what are you gonna do use your thumb to to click shift on the left like that's super uncomfortable command is at the bottom also space bar i i press the space bar with my thumb yeah. because it's at the Same. bottom
0: yep. so like, Every,
1: yeah so that's where you're supposed to do um yeah. Okay. I mean, I I mostly use two fingers, but not completely. And I do use like my pinky finger to hit modifiers. Like I'll use my pinky to hit shift.
2: Yeah, I see. That's way too fancy for me.
1: Federico, I feel this is um. I feel like I can't believe how long I've known you, and I have seen you type many times mm-hmm. and never noticed this caps lock thing. Wow, that's wild. I man. do.
2: I do, I mean, and look, I've I've been writing for 13 years, so Mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's not like this has gotten in the way of creating content for me. Sure, But I do a bunch of weird things with the keyboard and I realize that, like sometimes, like, for example, (laughs) sometimes um, when I'm I'm typing a word wrong, instead of just backspacing to fix the the one letter I got wrong, I delete the entire word and start over.
1: That's... (laughs) That's... Yeah, I mean, I, it's you know, that's fine. Mm, like I don't it's think that not one's op- much of a thing. Like it depends how long the word is, but.
2: But yeah, the the caps lock thing. I know that it's very. That's
1: not weirder than the caps lock thing. I don't think you're gonna beat that. No,
2: yeah, that's I, I know that the caps lock thing is weird. But anyway, as I was saying, I wanted to remap the the function key. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: I wanted to remap up the.
1: Oh, f- <laughs> I just love how far off we got, and now we're like, "Oh no, we got to come back." There was a there was a secondary point. The point,
2: point was it. Uh, the the MX Keys Mini. I really like it. Well, it's not the key. Is it called the Keys Mini? Probably. Um, it doesn't have a globe key and it turns out that over the past couple of years a bunch of iPadOS and macOS functionality involves the globe key and not having the globe key sucks and not be and you should be able to remap the fn key to act as a globe key but it's not working so logitech you should fix this i don't understand why this is the case what else can i tell you i don't know where this is going uh I kept the boxes for the keyboard and the mouse because it, uh, there's a good chance that I'll send them back to Amazon.
1: I, I have a question someone, for someone. Yeah, the mouse. Me. What do you think of the, the mouse click? Because I have the new 2s with the silent mouse click, and I think it's awesome.
2: I love it. I love that they made it quieter because I used to have uh, years ago before before iPadOS 13. I had the the what is it the 2s I think I had. And it's got it, it had the clicky, the clicky click, you know, it's like t, t, it's like it felt, made you feel like made you feel like working at a government office every time you were <laughs> clicking the mouse. Um, <laughs> but now it doesn't do that anymore. It's so quieter. It's much more elegant. I love it. Um, and I so, yeah, it, it feels nice. Clicking things feels nice. Pressing the buttons feels great for running shortcuts and accessing iPadOS features. The scrolling is horrible. And I know that's because, you know, Apple is doing their own secret magic things for scrolling and trackpads and whatever. So that's too bad. Switching between devices. Great. The dedicated emoji key on the keyboard. I love it. You have an emoji button that you can just press and it shows you the emoji popover on macOS and iPadOS. I love that thing. Uh... The lack of a globe key and the inability to remap the function key is horrible, which means I am stuck in this in between state of do basically pick your poison type situation. Like, do you prefer these limitations of the Logitech accessories? And in return, you get switching between devices and customizations for mm. the mouse. Or do you want the better scrolling and the, in, and the native feel of the Apple accessories, but you got to run a cable to connect them, you know, to switch them between your Mac and iPad? I don't know uh, what I'm going to do here. Someone suggested a very smart thing, I think, which was you don't need to keep the cables plugged in all the time into your devices. This person said, and I'm sorry for not remembering your your name, basically keep the cables always plugged in the back of your Thunderbolt dock. Then when you're switching devices between Mac and iPad, plug them in once so that the the keyboard and the trackpad pair with the iPad or the Mac and then hide the cables again in the back of your desk until the next time you want to connect a different device. Hmm which is better than keeping the cables always shown and plugged in. I forgot about that.
1: Do Bluetooth KVMs exist?
0: What I are KVMs? I don't think so.
1: A KVM is a box where like, you can plug... uh, You could plug a, a, a mouse and keyboard into, and then you would be able to plug from it into two separate devices and flick a switch between them. Right, so you could you would be able to have a physical switch of, like, device one, device two. I just wonder if, like, if a Bluetooth, something like that existed, you know, where you could be like, oh, these are both connected to this, and then this one sends it to that one, this one sends it to that one.
2: Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, David in Discord is saying that you cannot remap the uh, FN key, that it would break the keyboard. That is not the case, uh, because on the... Uh, you have your, your function keys on the um, on the on this logic keyboard. They work without pressing uh, FN. Like you can just press the function keys and they work, uh, yeah. like media controls and emoji and whatever. So uh, and other keyboards they let you they let you read. Who
1: needs function keys?
2: Yeah, but but uh, really you can it's just like, press oh, them once.
1: I'm pressing F9 all the time, man. I'm just like F9ing. Yeah, you know? it's just like. <laughs> Who needs them?
2: Yeah. So I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm gonna do. But I I am using this right now. Um. I don't. I I basically I need to understand what I hate more, the limitations of the Logi stuff, or the cables. So yeah, I uh, will decide uh, within a couple of weeks, I guess, until I can, until I have time to return this on Amazon.
0: And lastly, uh, Federico, you spoke about how long mail took to open and listener Ryan sent in a link to a Mac Rumors forum and it seems to have fixed your issue.
2: Ryan, thank you. This worked like a charm and uh, mail is now incredibly fast. I've never been so efficient at opening mail until your trick came along. This is beautiful. It's all... It involved uh, deleting a a cache file somewhere which I just, uh, I I did what the Mac Rumors person said, and I did that, and it worked. A properties.plist file, apparently. And uh, yeah, now mail is... You made mail great again, I guess is what I'm trying to say.
0: This episode of Connected is brought to you by Trade Coffee. The holidays are approaching, so it's time to start thinking about what you're going to gift your loved ones. If you're looking for something to get... The, even the hardest person to shop for on your list, look no further than a personalized coffee subscription from Trade Coffee. This makes it so simple for you to discover new coffees and make your best cup of coffee at home every day. Because Trade partners with the nation's top rated independent roasters to send you coffee that they know you love, fresh to your home and on your preferred schedule. Whether you already know what you like or you're new to specialty coffee and need some help, Trade makes it easy and convenient to discover new coffees. Mike, tell me about your experience with Trade Coffee. I like new coffee,
1: right? I, I like to experience coffee from different places, but I don't know what those places are, right? How am I going to find the places? Trade helps me do that. So they work with a bunch of roasters and they send me some interesting stuff. And then at the same time, I'm not only having great coffee, I'm finding out about new roasteries that I didn't know about before. It's great.
0: Trade Coffee is the perfect gift for loved ones that make it easy with their digital gifting options for last minute shoppers or their coffee and equipment bundles for something under the tree. Treat yourself or the coffee lover in your life with Trade Coffee this holiday season. Right now, Trade is offering our listeners a total of $30 off a subscription and access to limited time holiday specials at drinktrade.com connected. That's D-R-I-N-K. T R A D E, drinktrade.com slash connected for $30 off. Our thanks to Trade Coffee for their support of the show and Relay FM. We like talking about weird chargers on the show, and this Anchor 3 in 1 really caught my eye. It's a charging cube. So I put this in the show notes a couple of days ago. And then uh, I opened it this morning, and there's a note from Federico that you got one.
2: It's beautiful. I love this thing, man. It's it's it. I mean, first of all, it's a cube, right? So you know that it's gonna be a good product when it's cube shaped. It's true, right? Name a single cube-shaped bad product. I can't. They don't exist. You can't. Everything that is cube-shaped, cube-shaped is perfect. I mean, ice cubes. The, the cube. You know, GameCube. The cube Apple made. The uh, I the it was the, bad. the Mac. This charger.
1: No. It was bad. It looked good, but it was a bad computer. No.
0: No. The next cube? Can be. It cannot be because they're cubes. So what can this charge? Because when you look at it, it's kind of hard to work out, I think, because like things like fold open and slide out. Yeah. So what does it do?
2: Yes. So um, it it's a MagSafe certified accessory. So it's not like a uh, cheat-charging masquerading as MagSafe. This is proper MagSafe. So it can charge at... What's the what's the charging rate for 15. MagSafe? 20, Fifteen, yeah. Mm-hmm. It does that. Uh, it comes with a 30-watt adapter in the box. So thank you, Anchor, for doing that. Um, so here's how it works. By default, it's all closed. It looks like a cube. And there's a hinge in the front of it that you use to fold open the stand, the MagSafe part where you're going to drop your phone and it stands upright, right? So I'm doing this now. I fold it open the base. I guess the upper part of the cube folds open. Then it becomes a MagSafe charging stand for your phone. Once that is folded open, in the back, right, there's a charging pad, for Qi charging, that's where you can place your AirPods case, right? So your AirPods, they go beneath the phone in the back of the cube. And then on the right side, (laughs) this reminds me of that viral tweet of the guy showing off a desk with all those buttons. (laughs) You guys have seen that video. And then you press this button and this drawer comes out. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. about. (laughs) No, you know what I'm talking about. It's that viral tweet from like two weeks ago. Like the guy showing off this crazy complicated desk with with a bunch of hidden compartments.
1: I haven't seen this.
2: No, it's a great video of like I don't know what it is, like a local TV commercial or something mm. from the 80s or the 90s. It's an old video. And it's like there's this guy showing off like a wooden desk, <laughs> and it's like, and then and then you press this button and this drawer comes out. And want to hide your objects? Well, you place this other button and this compartment opens up. It's a it's a good table. <laughs> so, oh, come on, it's a great video. You gotta
1: you um, gotta watch that video. I'm waiting for someone in Discord to find it, but but anyway, I don't know it.
2: Once you fold that open, you press a button on the right side of this cube and the Apple Watch charger comes out. It's like a tray. like You, you push and it comes out. And it's got a, a charging puck for the Apple Watch. It's lo- like This thing is lovely. It, I really, really like it. The one complaint I have is that I guess in order to make it a, a cube... So it's got to be even on all sides, I suppose. I do wish it was just a tiny bit taller because the 14 Pro Max is like floating just above my desk like one millimeter above my desk. <laughs> like it's just, you, it's basically touching the surface of the desk and I do wish it was a bit higher. Similarly, it's a bit strange to um, put the Apple Watch on the puck because you need to close the, the, the watch band on itself. And even when you do that, you can tell that it's like, it could have used like one centimeter more in terms of height but uh otherwise this is like i saw this at the apple store got it right away it's perfect like for someone like me who likes to have like especially now with the always on lock screen like being able to see my widgets and the time while i'm recording and also charge the watch and airpods at the same time it's perfect and it's a cube um and now I will find the video. I'm finding it. So I found it. Someone someone put it in <laughs> No, no but that's the not Discord. it. That's not it. That's that's a parody. No, that's not it. Oh, really? Hold on. Is it? Let me see. I see this tweet.
1: There's a Socrates in there. No. Okay. Hold on. So it's not the one with Socrates in it then?
2: It, did you click the link in Discord? Yeah. Yeah, that's not it. That's not it. Okay. It's an older video.
1: This cube, to me, so ugly like oh my god i don't want this thing sitting on my desk like on my bedside table where do you have this on my desk obviously it's ugly it's so ugly it's so utilitarian and like to me not not a fun way that's
2: thank you thank you bg on discord that's the video all right i'll watch this video that's the video that's the original yeah <laughs> and the music it is the same I love desk the music. though well, it might be the same desk, but the guy, mm. the original guy, has, has a different energy. And I love using the gloves. I love the use of the gloves to open all the secret compartments.
1: <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, I
0: feel like if you have a desk with secret compartments, <laughs> you need gloves. They yeah. just go hand in hand.
2: I just love that it's. <laughs> That is talking and the very nice lady, she's like doing the job for him, which is like, I don't understand the, I don't understand the setup. Why is the guy just explaining and the other person is doing the actual work with gloves? I
0: Have you met men? That sounds about right.
2: Yes, I guess that's the answer. <sighs> <Yeah>. <sighs> but yes, so the, the, the vibe of this charger is that, and then you press a button and this happens. Yeah, I love it. And it's a cube.
1: Man, that is wild. That
0: video is wild. Apple has shipped emergency SOS via satellite. If you have an iPhone 14 and you live in the United States, it is coming to France, Germany, Ireland, and UK in December. Federico, don't get into any emergency situations, I guess.
2: Uh, too, too, too late. I'm already in danger. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so there was a... <laughs> oh, my cube is falling on me. There was a newsroom article. Uh, there are a couple of videos. I just seen had two we're going to have in the show notes. One uh, giving a demo and the other, she interviewed some people from Apple about it, which is really interesting. This just popped up in iOS 16.1. There there wasn't a software update. Like it didn't come with 16.2. It just wasn't there. And then it was. So I guess they had some sort of flag hiding it. And they said, yes, you can you can have it now. Uh, It works basically the way that we expected the way Apple uh, said that it would. But what's cool is in the settings application, there is a demo. And so you can go find that and it turns your cellular off and it tells you to point your phone to a satellite and then it does a demonstration of how the text messages work so uh, i did this it found a satellite in about 20 seconds and i'm assuming actually i shouldn't assume that i don't know if the demo actually talks to a satellite or i just was waving my phone around like an idiot because it told me to but it tells you aim your phone here and it you know was connected quote unquote um Mm. and then you could send messages which took about 10 seconds to, to send Again, a demonstration. I don't think they actually went anywhere. But I thought it was really interesting that they had that. So you can kind of be familiar with the user interface before, you know, God forbid you need it.
1: Well, it's also smart because people will try and use it, right? Right. If you don't put the demo in there. And then you're just going to be flooding these contact centers, right? I see. I think that's why they put it in there. It's just so like it stops YouTubers from contacting emergency services for four days. I watched iJustine's video where it looks like she's doing a vi- like a it's a, it's in Apple Park, I think, is where she's. doing It is. The, like,
0: yeah. And she's funny. I was like, oh, I'm in the middle of nowhere. And the camera like pans over real quick to show you Apple Park.
1: <laughs> and like there's also just like the people that she's with just keep giggling, which is also very funny because she is being very funny in the video. Like it's actually very good. So like, the two videos, one's the interview, one's the demo. And like the UI, it looks so smart. And I don't know how they're doing it, right? Where it's like just turn left. The satellite's over there. Like I don't. And then like when you're sending that when you actually get to the point where you're sending text messages, which I didn't know. I thought it was all pre-canned stuff. But you get to a certain point where you do start sending actual written messages. I think that there's two modes. What, what
2: would a I'm so, what would a pre-canned uh, satellite, uh, satellite message look like? Help! I'm stuck.
1: Are you hurt? And it's like, what's wrong now? Like, I'm hurt. I'm lost. I was picturing something Uh, like that kind of thing. So
0: you're tapping these buttons.
2: I was picturing more like the messages that the Roomba sends you, like, "Help! I'm
1: stuck on a cliff." (laughs) Like,
0: yeah. (laughs) If you're stuck on a cliff, it's a good time to use this feature. To be fair. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's a good one. But like, I think it's I. I it, It came back to me then as I was talking. I think places that have the ability to text, you can text them once you've gone through the initial part. But places where they rely on phone calls, it's like you're relaying it and then, then to Apple, right? Or like to a relay center and they're passing it along. So maybe it's not text. But like it was really interesting that when you're doing those text messages, there's like this uh, compact UI of the satellite connection thing. So you can be texting and it can be like, hey, turn left now. The satellite's moved and... I think it's a fascinating piece of technology that they've built here. It's really wild. I hope to never use it, but when the demo comes out, I'll try that for funsies. Uh, but yeah, it's really interesting tech.
0: Yeah. And in the interview, she's talking to like the guy in charge of satellite technology at Apple. It's like, I didn't know that was a job at Apple, but <laughs> this guy has it. And talking about, is it Globestar? I think is their, their partner here. And it is really fascinating. And it It's again it's free for two years from when you activated your phone so i guess the clock has already been running for those of us who got launched iphone 14s it's still no information about what it looks like like it would cost moving forward but Mm -hmm. i could see myself very easily like if we're going on like this summer my wife and i were in colorado right like hiking in a bunch of very remote areas if i could turn this on for a month i would have it on during that trip right i don't need it day to day. So I'm hopeful that whatever this looks like when it's a paid service that it has a lot of flexibility. And my guess is that it will that it'll be something you can basically turn on and off, maybe like iPad data kind of so. Uh, but yeah, it's here. And again, hopefully no one has to use it. But if it's but I feel better, this it's like the car crash detection, I feel better knowing that uh, I've got a device that has this capability.
2: Do you think you do you think we'll ever get to the point where if you pay for Apple Satellite Plus, you get Priority Rescue? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> good, good grief.
1: Well, I mean, <laughs> I actually. It's, it's an idea. No, I, I think that, I, I think not. That, like at a certain point, <laughs> you'll be able to have less ads through iCloud Plus, and I could certainly imagine it's like, oh, and satellite detection, like. Hmm. They already have the thing. I think it's part of iCloud Plus where there's like the when you die thing, right? That's part of iCloud Plus.
0: No, I think that's no, I think that's just part of all iCloud. You have a legacy contact. I think, but don't they have a different thing? Mm, I'm going to look into mm, that. No, so. they do
2: have the when you die thing. Like, I don't know what the name is. Legacy contact
0: right. is the name,
1: I think. I don't think it's when it's, you no, die. No, it's called when you die.
2: No, it's called when you, the when you die feature. The when you die thing from Apple. It's, mm-hmm. it's hyphenated. The when mm-hmm. you die feature. Yeah.
0: This episode of Connected is also made possible by Bombas. Gift-giving is hard, but Bombas makes it easy with socks, underwear, and t-shirts that feel good and do good. They feel good because they're thoughtfully designed with soft materials, and they do good because every item you purchase, Bombas donates another one to someone in need. And even the pickiest people on gifting lists loves Bombas, because who doesn't want exceptionally soft and comfortable clothes? My entire sock drawer is Bombas. And it makes it easy if I need new socks or, uh, you know, look, I'm not the easiest person to buy a gift for. Most nerds aren't. Uh, I can just sell somebody, yeah, check, I could do some bombus stuff. And it's really cool. I love their mission of giving away their products to people in need when you buy something. I think that's important. Obviously, year-round, but especially during the holidays, it means just that little bit more. Bombas socks, underwear, t-shirts, and slippers are cozy upgrades to everyday basics and the perfect gift for everyone on your list, including yourself. They're made from materials like premium cotton and ultra soft, never itchy merino wool in their socks and t-shirts and fuzzy Sherpa linings in their slippers. You know, I need some slippers. I think I want to go check out Bombas'. Their holiday collection puts a modern twist on traditional festive colors and designs. Think rich purples and greens, geometric snowflake designs, sweater-inspired textures, and retro ski patterns. And with family sets, you can match with your family and friends in exceptional comfort and style, and it makes for a pretty fun holiday group photo as well. Socks, underwear, and t-shirts are the three most requested clothing items in homeless shelters. That's why Bombas donates one item for every item you buy. So far, they've donated over 75 million items of clothing. That is a whole lot of comfort and a whole lot of good. Give the good this holiday season with Bombas. Go to bombas.com slash connected and use the code connected for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S, bombas.com connected, code connected for 20% off. Our thanks to Bombas for their support of the show. And Relay FM,
1: Mac Rumors posted uh, an article um, based on some emails between a Mac Rumors reader and Craig Federighi that this reader shared with Mac Rumors. They wrote about it, talking about betas and how useful the iOS beta process, especially, is for gathering feedback and basically whether Apple think this is good enough. I want to read uh, some of Craig Federighi's responses at that email. We can talk about it. Literally millions of people participate in our betas, and many, many, many of them want to provide feedback to help influence Apple's products. I agree that the current approach isn't giving many in the community what they'd like in terms of interaction and influence. We haven't yet figured out how to achieve that in a practical and constructive way. We'll keep thinking.
2: The The three
1: many... <laughs> Yeah. I mean no duh, right? Like no duh. Like of, co- of course, it's 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 impossible for them to do what we would like them to do if the beta continues to be 3 months. Well, yeah. Like if they release it like to, to as a as a, hey, here's this thing we're working on June, it's shipping in September. It's not realistic that they could ever steer the operating system in vastly different ways. Like, the amount of instances where this has actually happened are really slim. Really slim.
0: Yeah. Safari. Where they've made significant
1: (laughs) changes. Safari is, like, the one, Mm -hmm. but that is one app, right? Yeah. Like, it's an app. And, And I feel like a lot like say something like stage manager there was no way like we can ask like this is what we want this is what we want this is what we want but like realistically i don't know how much any of us expect them to massively overhaul in a three-month period i think the bigger question is not like the beta period it's post-release right yeah post september yes. right that, like i don't think that we're necess- Like I know we ask for a lot, right? But for us, it's like you don't have to do it all in in twelve weeks. Like you can do it later, but they don't. And I think that's I think that's actually the the issue. Like you can have this three month period where it's like beta season. Let's collect all the feedback we can. Mm-hmm. But then that should then set like maybe another roadmap which goes on afterwards. Which it doesn't. Which really, at the moment, it feels like is like they take all of that and they're like, great, now we can start working on the next version, you know what? And then maybe there'll be something there. I don't know, but I don't think it's awesome.
2: I, I feel like there's fundamentally so there's many things to unpack here in this statement. The first thing I'm going to say is that I find the timing of this response very fascinating. Uh, I do believe that these so th- these emails that sometimes Apple executives, they send out to seemingly random people. Uh, They are sent to just uh, random folks, but I think they are, and this is my personal belief, I think they are carefully handpicked for PR reasons. I think these email responses, they're not a random thing of Craig Federighi sitting in, you know, on his couch with his family watching Netflix because that's the only place where he can watch Netflix at home without other people knowing. Uh, and I'm just like, oh, let me fire off a quick email. No, I don't think that's the case. Although I, think- I
1: do personally like to believe that Craig Federighi is like me, <clears throat> where every now and then a piece of feedback via email frustrates him enough that he'll reply yeah. to it
2: I like, think all of I don't things- believe it's
1: true I believe you're correct. I just like to think <laughs> that he, he's like me where like every now and then like he you know most of the time the the emails that are just like blind criticism. You just delete them like I do. But every now and then just meets you at the wrong time. And you're like, you know why? i give this person a piece of my mind. You know
0: what I mean? And then off he goes. I like to believe yeah, that's
2: the case. Probably.
0: I mean, we, we, we hear about this every summer, right? Where you hear from people from within Apple of like, please send your feedback in in June. It's like, dude, I've had this installed three days. Like, I, I need more time than that to find, find issues I want to report on. Very clearly, this is a a knock on effect, I guess, of their twelve month OS release cycle, which they've been on for you know a long time now, and it's uh, it's a real uh, it's a real mess.
2: So yeah, I I do wonder if I think there are two main questions here. The first one is, what does Apple think is valuable in the beta program? Because I'm concerned that they only see the beta program as a sort of let's make sure that this thing doesn't crash type of service. Because I feel like a fundamental question that Apple needs to ask themselves is do we value feedback from people when it comes to the design direction of something? or feature suggestions like the, the first thing they need to understand because when they say when, when Craig says we haven't yet figured out how to achieve that in a practical constructive way we'll keep thinking. I think you should keep thinking about whether the feedback from people is as valuable as whatever your designers at human interface team come up with. Because I do have a feeling that sometimes you file a feedback request and they're like, oh, yeah, that's interesting. We'll think about it. And they're like, oh, this person doesn't know anything about designing an operating <laughs> system.
1: <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah, that's a really good idea. <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah,
2: it's not, we're not talking about like Elon Musk saying interesting, you know, to people on Twitter when it comes Inter- to feature suggestions. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> they're I'm going like, to think of that. <laughs> <laughs> and he actually does, yeah. <laughs> but even the serious ideas. Um, but this is like, oh, yeah, interesting. We'll think about this and then yeah, never to be heard from again. Um, so first of all, you need to ask yourself, do we value feedback from people beyond, hey, this thing is crashing for me? Like, do you think there's value there? And the second question slash problem is, I wonder if all of this is based on the underlying issue that everything that you file as a feedback to Apple arrives with a three-month delay, basically. It's like the worst game of telephone ever, where you're filing feedback in June, and you may or may not see a response to that at some point in August, right? I mean, we're seeing now changes to stage manager based on suggestions from five months ago so like it's impossible to file feedback and have an immediate response because first that's how apple operates they whenever you see a beta that beta is already from two two weeks ago and, some, and so many times you're like, hey, I have this problem. And you get, you know, behind the scenes, you get the Apple engineer that's like, ah, okay, that's from the older seed, that's from two weeks. I mean, Craig Federighi literally said this at the talk show in June. Like, oh, yeah, that's from the, an older seed. It'll all be fixing the next version that we are testing. It's so like that delay doesn't help people. But there's also the problem of because Apple operates this way, um, Sometimes, many times actually, I wonder if they're like, okay, it's December, we are now catching up on these requests from July. Do we want to add them in the iPadOS? Uh, I'm using 16 as an example now. Do we want to add them on the in the iPadOS 16 cycle, or you know, might as well save them for 17, and people will keep using this thing for another year. Uh, but I guess we're cutting them and we're save, we're saving them for the next big release like this delay doesn't help anybody and the', the, the it's, it's got this compounding effect I think for in terms of you have a time delay and you have this uh, this line drawn between users and designers, And now, don't get me wrong, nobody wants Apple to become a company where, you know, it's like design your own feature. Like, we pay Apple good money because they have great designers designing great things for us, most of the time. Um, But sometimes you have feedback about, about a very particular thing, and there's the general sense that you are being looked down upon during the beta process in the feedback system, which... It's a it's a whole other thing we could get into. Like sometimes you get the response an engineer has determined that your bug is actually something that behaves on purpose and you're
1: like works as okay. intended.
2: Works as intended. Like yeah. okay, I just spent 30 minutes filing this very detailed request and that's the response I get? Great. So, yeah, it's a it's a time thing. It's a separation of roles thing between users and designers and and it's I mean no surprise that you're finding that uh the th- that this is working out as you expected and the timing is also interesting right after this whole thing with stage manager this summer which one way or another has uh captured the the uh, the discussion in in blogs and podcasts um now you come up with this email uh and the and the how many many did he use? Uh, many, many, many of them so the the three <laughs> the three uses of many makes me think this is a conversation they've had lately over and over about like why do people dislike stage manager even though we had a beta program for five months? And I think that's why this email is coming out now.
0: I know a lot of people in the community are frustrated by this sort of thing. Right, like, why would I take my time to file a feedback or send system diagnosis files or whatever it may be if it's just going to be ignored or go into a a black hole? Do how do you approach that, Federico? I mean, do you think that feedback is valuable? Do you think it's a waste of time? Like, where do you come down on it?
2: It's sometimes it's exhausting because I I am one of those people that keeps a list of of bugs spend some time every couple of weeks converting them into feedback items and I keep track of those feedback items in the same note. But I do this for a living, right? I literally write about this stuff and I do this because in many cases it's in my own best interest to keep track of these feedback items. And I should add, I also have the privilege to be able to send these items behind the scenes to people who, in theory, should be able to work on them. And For the right team at Apple, it works beautifully as a system. Now, most people cannot do this, right? Because they don't do what I do for a living. And so I know that it's frustrating to spend time in your day, especially for stuff that requires a detailed explanation or steps to reproduce a bug, and you gotta take a screenshot, or you gotta record a video, and you gotta have all the reproducible steps. It's time in your day that's going out as essentially you're doing free contracting work for Apple. In that case, right? You're doing a free, you're a free consultant doing uh, A, B, What's it called? Uh, quality assurance for Apple for free, and you don't get anything in return. And I know, and I know plenty of folks who file hundreds of feedback items during the summer and what do you get in return? Nothing. So this may sound silly but I do believe that one way to improve the feedback system would be to gamify the feedback system. Give people some kind of reward for filing detailed reports. Uh, Give them, I don't know, iCloud subscriptions or something like Give them something, you know, you got to use, you got to reward people. If you're going to ask people to do work, because this is essentially work, right? Uh, You're telling them, I give you the privilege of testing software in advance, and we would like you to file feedback in return, have this little prize for you. This may sound silly, but trust me, it's not.
1: Like, I mean, not the same, but it reminds me of like the bug bounty programs or whatever. Like, And I know it's because the security, blah, 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 right? Like, can I get the idea? It's the same idea. No, but it's like if you tell us and don't sell it to a bad actor, blah. like I get it, but but it's still, it's like a thing where maybe people are more willing, even if it's for less money, because they're still compensated for their time and effort by filling in the paperwork or whatever.
2: Exactly. exactly great point uh, but then it's also the matter of how you deal with this internally right and we can know exactly how radar or now feedback works internally but from our point of view it looks like a bit of a mess sometimes you get a you get a you get a response years and i'm not exaggerating this sometimes you get a response years after you open the feedback item, totally out of the blue, be like, uh, engineering has determined that uh, this works as intended. I got an email like this uh, a couple of months ago for something that I filed in 2019. (laughs) like just how how does this work exactly like is it like cleaning out the attic like how does it work sometimes (laughs) there's a person that goes in there like let me dust off these feedback items and see what comes out like it just feels kind of random from the outside and I gotta imagine that it also feels and looks kind of random from the inside I think it needs to be uh, some rethinking is in order here um, but the bigger question that they should ask themselves, um, especially when, when it's like, I agree that the current approach isn't giving many uh, what they like in terms of interaction and influence. I think that word, this is why I find this email so fascinating. The use of the word influence is interesting. Like, so are you okay as a company with people, the, the regular folk Influencing you and your designers in your fancy lab—is that okay? I think you should ask yourself this question: Like, are you okay with giving people the power of influencing you? So uh, you know, feels kind of unusual from Apple, is what I'm saying. The use of—we'll keep thinking about giving people the power of influence. It's interesting to, to say that. You know, can you imagine, I mean, I hate to to say this, but can you imagine Steve Jobs saying, yes, I will will love the influence of the people on me? You know, mm -hmm. I don't know, it feels uh, unusual from Apple. But hey, yes, let me influence you on stage manager if you let me, for sure. (laughs) Yes, I'm up for it.
0: Yeah, I think I think frustrating is the, the the overall feeling I have about it as well, and I think that's pretty prevalent in the community. Because, I man, as you were talking, I, I opened up Feedback Assistant on my computer and was looking through the the issues I've had opened. And you know, some of them have been closed by Apple, some have been closed by me. A couple got fixed. I never heard anything about, but I noticed they were fixed, so I just closed them. Like I feel like I'm also having to do cleanup in here, and I'm sure they have millions of these submitted right like I don't envy the job of having to sort through these but there's got to be a way for people to feel better about being involved in the process because because Apple invites people to do this right and if you ever talk to an Apple engineer about something or like see a conversation they're having on Twitter like it always ends in like submit a feedback and that's fine but it shouldn't feel like you're just bundling something up and throwing it over over the wall right and like i'm looking through mine mine are all very specific like i had an issue in logic that i opened a ticket for three years ago that it got fixed in logic like six months ago and there's feedback about that because like the logic team is actually pretty good about this sort of thing Uh, they also have the best release notes of anybody within apple but but then there's other things in here like notes and reminders and some contact stuff that I've put in here over the years that some of it just got fixed at some point and it never, the feedback never got looked at as far as I know other things are still open years later. I just, I have no idea what's happening. And I think that's one reason it feels frustrating. It's not only the time and the energy, but it's the, Hey, like I'm trying to make this better as a user Uh, or as a developer i mean i think developers feel the same way and it's just the the lack of response is is so frustrating and demeaning and and again i understand it's a complicated problem but there's got to be ways that apple can manage this better or don't ask for it so much don't i mean the Mm -hmm. first words out of your mouth should not be file a feedback if the feedback doesn't go anywhere right and I just I would I would I would feel less frustrated I would feel more respected as someone who takes the time to do this if Apple was a bit more transparent about the process that takes place when you submit a feedback and that your tickets would get some sort of some sort of response right I mean looking at this list looking at things that I've written about a 512 pixels the blog posts are what get things fixed not the tickets, right? And I, I have the for about a year or so if I if I write something like that, I put the feedback number in the blog post, and in the feedback, I put the blog URL, and like somehow, I've earned just enough credibility to like make that work sometimes for th- you know, my like pet peeves, mostly in reminders. But not everyone has that capability, right? Most people are, who are doing this is opening feedback, putting stuff in, it never goes anywhere. And that's what turns people off. That's why people and developers roll their eyes when they get that response from Apple because it feels like you're just kind of being swept aside. And I just, I wish it was better because the idea of this is fantastic. The idea is I'm a community member, I'm a developer, I'm a power user. I may use your products in very specific ways that you haven't accounted for. I may hit a bug because of my particular setup. And Apple should, and I think deep down, Apple wants to know about those things. But whether it's the... Overwhelming number of them, or developers at Apple feeling like they're above this, whatever it may be, uh, it's just a bummer. And like it could be so much better for all of us, Apple and its user base, but instead it just sort of breeds this frustration. And occasionally we get an email from Apple that gets leaked on Mac Rumors that kind of explains something way more than anything I've ever gotten back in Feedback Assistant.
2: Maybe we should send an email to Greg Federighi.
0: Maybe. Tell him, hey, listen to Connected. Listen to Connected. Hey, Craig, this episode of Connected is brought to you by FitBod. Between balancing work, family, and everything else we all have going on in life, add the holidays to that now, it can sometimes be hard to make fitness a priority. What you need is a program that works with you, not against you, and that's why you need FitBod. Its algorithm learns about you, your goals, and your training ability, and it crafts personalized exercise plans unique to you. Their app makes it incredibly easy to learn exactly how to perform each exercise. One of my favorite things in FitBot is the video so I can see somebody uh, doing the movement, doing the exercise, and that way I know what I'm doing is what I'm supposed to be doing and that I'm not doing it incorrectly, which may lead to injury or or a workout that's just not as beneficial as it could be. Personal fitness isn't about competing with other people. You don't wanna look to what others are doing, trying to stack up to them. You need something that will work for you. That's when it sticks, and that's when you start to see results. Fitbod uses data to create and adjust your dynamic fitness plan. And you'll have instant access to your own personalized routine and they're fantastic apps. You can make progress on your goals from anywhere. Uh, you can put in Fitbod the different equipment you have available to you. So if like you're traveling, you're at a hotel, and you know, it's kind of a limited set of things, you can go in there and tell it, okay, I have access to this and it'll rebuild your exercise. You can do body weight only exercises, really flexible so it can adapt to you wherever you are. FitBod does so much work to make sure they customize things to suit you. They learn from your last workout, so your next workout will be even better, whether you're working out twice a day or twice a week. It even tracks muscle recovery to make sure your plan is balanced with a variety of exercises to make sure you're not overworking anything. The app is simple to use. It looks fantastic with an updated design, and it integrates with the Apple Watch, Wear Rest smartwatches, and apps like Strava, Fitbit, and Apple Health. Personalized training can be expensive, but FitBod is just $12.99 a month or $79.99 a year. You can get 25% off your membership by signing up at FitBod.me/connected. So go there now, get your customized fitness plan at FitBod.me/connected. That's F-I-T-B-O-D. FitBod.me/connected for 25% off. Our thanks to FitBod for the support of the show and Relay FM.
1: So we're approaching the end of the year, and I saw a good article on mac uh, Mac rumors where they were saying like, these are the things that should happen before the end of the year based on what Apple has previously told us in the past. So I'm going to pull out a couple of these, and then I think we might talk about some OS stuff as well, which we think is going to come based on betas. One of them is Apple Music Classical Oh yeah, no, oh, that yeah. hasn't that happened thing. yet. <laughs> no, and when Apple bought it. I think last year they said by the end of next year. Oh, so, so it's going to happen. So the the clock suggests that by the end of twenty twenty two, Apple Music Classical should become a thing. What was the name of the company that they bought? Prime Phonic, Prime Phonic. Yeah. Yeah. So here is the. It's from August twenty twenty one. Was the press release, and they say. Uh Apple Music plans to launch a dedicated classical music app next year combining Prime Phonics classical user interface the fans have grown to love with more added features. So anytime now we're gonna get a classical music service, that'll be fun.
2: We have seen the references to Apple Music Classical pop up on Android in the iTunes API <laughs> for like yeah. like a year at this point. So yeah, it's it's I mean it's been worked on supposedly, allegedly. uh, So yeah, before the end of the year, that would be nice. 16.2, maybe. be cool, yeah.
1: Friend of the show, the self-service repair program, <laughs> should <laughs> be expanding to new countries. Nice. So it's just in the US, right? So they said like, oh, other products, and they had some Macs, and they're like, oh, also other countries. That has yet to happen, <laughs> but who knows?
2: I love other countries.
1: So there are a couple of of, of interesting things. Uh, and then 16.2 has is been in beta, and I've got a couple of interesting features that are in 16.2. One is a medications lock screen widget. Please, which sounds good. I'm looking. For, uh, I like. I was thinking that'd probably be pretty nice pairing for a sleep focus lock yeah. screen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Can we talk about medication just for a second? Yeah, man. Uh, you said this on the excellent State of the Apps Cortex episode, which next time you have four hours, dear listener, go check it out. It's really good. Well, three hours and 22 minutes if you listen to the public show. Which is a record for a regularly published show.
1: Yeah, by two minutes. Uh, yeah.
0: Take that, John and Merlin. That's what Mike said.
1: I, I don't think I said that. He did.
2: Well, you implied it. Well, it was implied. Yeah, right? I
1: imply uh, it's implied in the extra two minutes, yeah.
0: But you said this, that you, you want the medication notification to stand out more. Mm -hmm. And I totally agree. You can make it a time sensitive notification, but that is still not sticky enough. I think for this particular use case, like I would like medication to stay in the dynamic Island or like become a live activity or like do something until I, until I tell you that I've taken it because mine, most of the time I've taken my medication anyways. And it's just a reminder but it should be stickier in a way.
1: It could act like an alarm, right? Mm-hmm. Like the alarms will just keep reminding you because you snooze them. Um, I also would like medications to be its own app rather than going in via the health app.
0: Yeah. It is on the watch, but not, not on iOS.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, you know what? I'm going to submit a feedback right now.
1: Quote, more frequent updates. Is an an option as a toggle on live activities, but it seems like from the screenshots that I've seen, it's like per app. So, in each app's settings, you have a settings for live activities where notifications is, and you can have a toggle on some apps for more frequent updates, which I actually think might be the best way to do it, even though it'd be a pain. But like maybe there's like certain apps where you would like to be the live activity to be like able to pull from the system more so that's interesting and then one that i'm surprised about is some new settings for the always on display so there are two toggles one is show wallpaper and one is show notifications so you can turn off show wallpaper and then when you're in um always on mode it's just black with your widgets and notifications turn off notifications it's just black with the time and the widgets i
2: enabled this right away
1: Ah, you're one of those people
2: uh, I mean, of course. Why would you get an, an always on display otherwise to see wallpaper? If I wanted to see my wallpaper, I would leave my phone on.
1: I want it always on. Clues in the name, you know what I mean? Do you no. think this
0: this showed up as a response to people saying the always on display was like too jarring with the wallpaper? 100 yes. percent.
1: Why else yes. would this, Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. Because yeah. it feels like definitely. such a walk back of like we have this really cool thing where we're dimming the color but you know skin tones are still accurate which is Is i know
2: no just give me the you know just give me the boring yeah just give me
0: the android option of a black screen with white widgets no i like the image (laughs) i've I've
1: really come around and i've liked the image i wish that they had these features as part of focus modes though like i would like to in certain focus modes not see my notifications on the lock screen but this is just like in the display settings instead. So,
0: ooh, that's. Did, did you also see? Speaking of feedback, that there's a typo on the screen in the beta. They typoed the word when they left the h when out. When without
1: it, the h, yeah, it makes me laugh that. every time I see it. Where is that?
0: Uh, if you look at the screenshot in the Mac Rumors article, uh huh. Read the helper text at the top of the screen. So always on display dims the lock screen
1: when <laughs> you lock <laughs> when? your device. When, when.
0: Look, I'm sure that's so good. Other typos have shipped in Apple software, but that's just got to be brutal if you're the one who did it. <laughs>
1: uh, there's also some watch OS stuff. It seems like a lot of stuff, honestly, related to the Ultra. I feel like one is uh, to detect, I mean, because it's like a lot of like, seems like high fitness stuff, a lot of it. So one is to detect when you're on a, like a running track and so it kind of is more aware of a running track and you can hmm. run around the track or whatever. It's cool. Uh, one is race routes, so you can set your own custom routes um, that you will run and you can then, you know, track your time around those. Yeah. Uh, international roaming, which is a feature I'd forgotten was coming for the Apple Watch. Oh, yeah. Um, and then this isn't technically Watch OS, but it is related to the watch. The Oceanic Plus app, which I'm still not 100% sure, like... That's like what Apple's role in that is, but anyway, that hasn't launched yet, so no diving for you yet, Stephen. Okay,
0: I'm just limited to my bathtub. Uh, feedback number FB one one seven nine six five four seven. Medication notification to be more persistent. Have at it, Apple.
2: Can I can I file a request without doing the feedback? Can I ask for something extremely specific and hope that it happens?
1: Yep, just put it out in the world, manifest, baby.
2: Okay, I want this to exist and I've mentioned this multiple times over and over during the summer to people who would be able, would have the power to fix this, Mm. but it still hasn't been fixed, okay? It's very specific, okay? Reminders. Smart lists, all right? I want to be able to create a smart list, okay, that excludes multiple lists
0: yes dude yes right
2: now you can only exclude one list
0: it, it's actually worse than that so the mpu that comes out on sunday we talked about notes and reminders like in detail in reminders you can only use a criteria type one time so yes. if it's include yes. or exclude you can only name one list now smart folders in notes has ah uh, yes the ability exactly. to select yes. multiple folders it's like Are these written by the same company? Like
2: precisely what I told multiple people. Like I use this very example. Like, why is it that in notes you can create a smart folder and exclude or include multiple folders, but in reminders, it's not the same with lists. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's that is the feature that I am manifesting right now. It will exist before the end of the year. I am choosing to make this happen. This feature will exist before the end of 2022. You can mark my words right now. All right, that's how this works. They are marked. I guess. I guess. I guess. If Craig is looking to rethink, like, what was it? We'll keep thinking. Here's what we're gonna do. People on podcasts
1: will say things, and they will happen. <laughs> yeah that's like top the top tier of the feedback process
2: like, that's your new system you don't need to keep thinking about this craig that's
1: your new system like, don't worry everyone we're gonna become the funnel we got this right? we're the new funnel <laughs> we you just keep telling us what you don't like and we'll filter it and we'll just like put it in the show and then they'll
2: precisely do it. precisely you want to have you want to be fast-tracked with your requests sign up for connected pro at GetConnectedPro.co <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll, you will have priority access for your feedback items. Otherwise, we'll be, we will be we will be the filter between feedback you plus. and Apple.
1: That's what that is. It's <laughs> Feedback Plus. Yeah. Just sign up at GetConnectedPro.co and you'll get fast feedback.
2: So, uh, Stephen will get his medications stuff. I will get my smart list filters before the end of 2022. Guaranteed money back otherwise. What do I get?
1: I don't know. Ask for something. Ask for something. <laughs> I would like <laughs> to be able to shift-click on the dock and add an app to a current stage.
2: Yes, yes, agreed. As well, I would like. Do that. it. Okay, we'll get that before the end of the year.
1: Manifest, baby.
2: Might be a little tricky with the holidays, but you know, end of the year slash uh, first two weeks of January.
0: Yeah, you just got to work hard. Got to be hardcore. <laughs> yeah, it's working That's for Twitter. The way to do it. Yeah,
1: Apple 2.0. All right, everyone's gonna be hardcore. Apple
2: 2.0. Three guys: one from Italy, one from the UK, another from oh, it's us. Tennessee. Yes, it's us.
1: Oh, uh, <laughs> okay. I wasn't expecting yeah, that. Us. All right.
2: Apple 2.0 is taking feedback requests from three guys on a podcast that act as a funnel. Funnel. You know, we are the funnel. Getting all, getting the data from the people. You know, we we love the people.
1: Power to the people. Power to the people. Power to the people. No bots. Just people. Look, it's
2: it's even cheaper. Instead of $8, you pay $5 for Connected Pro. Yeah,
1: it's cheaper. Yeah, that's a good point.
2: Cheaper, cheaper. Power to the people. Now everybody can file a feedback item. Yeah, power to the people.
0: Lastly, it doesn't look like we're getting any additional hardware products this year. I think everything we're still waiting on is software. Apple made a comment in their quarterly call a couple of weeks ago that they're Hardware lineup was set for the holidays, which is Apple's way of saying uh, if you're waiting to buy a MacBook, go ahead and buy it now because there's not any new ones coming. Uh, as some people have pointed out, that does push past the two-year transition to Apple Silicon because uh, we still Fake have news. No Mac Pro. <laughs> Fake news. Me or Apple?
1: Uh, Apple. Come on, John Turner. I had so much faith in you, man. I know. Where's the Mac this Pro? This is how you do it with me. Don't like it.
0: You know I kept the wheels off my first Mac Pro. I mean my Put on the new one. Previous Mac Pro. Oh, you see that, Federico? Do you hear that?
1: First Mac Pro. You know, <laughs> Fe- Steven, don't even lie to yourself and everyone else, right? Oh yeah. You know you're gonna do it. If it's a cube you know you're gonna do it. If it's a cube, I'm I'm yeah. I'll it, do it could be star shaped and you'd buy it. Like it doesn't even matter. I really man. like the Mac Studio. Yeah. Go- yeah, but so what? You had computers before. You know what I mean? You're going to buy it and, Mm. like, don't even, you know, just don't lie to everyone. Yeah. That could be my midlife crisis. Second Mac Pro. You could treat this computer like you treat your new watch, right? You can just get it and you can turn it around the wrong way Mm. and just have, like, the back facing towards you, Mm. which is effectively how you wear your watch now.
0: If you want to find links to stuff we spoke about, head on over to the website, relay.fm slash connected slash 424. While you're there,
1: oh, I just realized that was a that was a reference to Connected Pro, an unintentional reference to Connected Pro. I've lost track of what was in the show and what was in the it pro was show, in Connected so. Pro.
0: Yeah, we talked about my uh, watch orientation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: While you're on the website relay.fm/slash connected/slash four twenty four, there's two things that I would invite you to do. One, join Connected Pro. You get longer, ad-free versions of the show each and every week. It also comes with a bunch of cool relay perks like access to our members only discord, a newsletter, some member only podcasts. It's a fantastic deal. Go check it out. Uh, You can also send us feedback or follow up. There's an email link there in the sidebar that comes to me and uh, that goes up in the in the follow up section in the show each week. So send us an email. You can find us all online. Mike hosts a bunch of other shows here on Relay FM. We already mentioned State of the Apps on Cortex, but go check that out. It really is. uh, It was phenomenal. Really good job on that, Mike. You can follow Federico's work at maxstories.net, where he's the editor in chief. Anything cool coming before the end of the year? You want to tease? Yes,
2: yes, I am. There's a I'm lot
0: actually, of energy in that.
1: Yes, finally somebody. A lot of energy me. on this one. I am
2: <laughs> <laughs> finally, finally. I've been waiting for someone this. wants to know my opinion <laughs> on things on this show. Finally, I
0: have a boss. <laughs> Now's the time.
1: <laughs> All right.
0: So, Nine yeah, years um, in. This is your time.
1: It's an eight part course How to Type by Federico. I
2: Manucci. am launching a webinar. No. Uh, <laughs> you no, know, I've been working on version 3.1 of Apple Frames, which is actually done. I just need to write it up. Um, so maybe this week. I would really like it to be this week. Ideally, next. But yeah, it's done. It's got a bunch of cool features. Um, I'm really happy with it. And here's what I'm going to tell you. It's Max Story Selects time again. Mm.
1: Oh, it's that time. I forgot about that. It's that time of the year again. Is this the Trophies one? It's the
2: Trophies one, yeah. Because it
1: didn't used to be called Selects, right? Or did it?
2: It was always called Selects. Well,
1: the first edition
2: did not have physical trophies. Um, this is our fifth Max Story selects, and uh, we, John, and I and Alex are are finalizing our picks. We are opening up the Readers' Choice Award voting this Friday, and uh, yeah, things are happening. We are because we gotta we gotta finalize this before Thanksgiving, right? Because of the Got to work with the with the company that makes the trophies and delays, blah blah blah. So yeah, that's uh, it's select season again, and uh, that's exciting. And lastly, that's why I was excited. Lastly, I am thinking about what else I can do as one final big story um, before the end of the year for iPadOS sixteen, because as you may remember, we left uh, things with stage manager, but we didn't talk. I'm using the royal we, we being me. Didn't talk about the rest of iPadOS 16, right? So I kind of want to do something there Hmm. before the end of the year. Thank you for letting me share about my life. You're welcome.
0: I'm very excited for Apple Frames 3.1. Very excited. Oh, yeah.
2: It's going to be... If you're into, you know... it's I basically made Apple Frames scriptable, which is neat. Like, I made... You can now make shortcuts for this shortcut, which will make more sense. Your dog. Well, will make more sense. <laughs> 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 nice. Nice.
0: Uh, you can okay. find my writing at 512pixels.net and also host uh, Mac Power users here on Relay FM. Like we said, the uh, episode coming Sunday is about notes and reminders. Really happy with how that came out. So if you're exploring those apps, uh, go check out that episode when it comes out. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week. They are Trade, Coffee, Bombus, and Fitbod. And until next time, guys, say goodbye.
1: Arrivederci. I'm going on vacation now. Uh, I'll see you later. Bye. Bye, y'all.